Hey bestie, and welcome to Tidal Wave Girl Talk series, where I spill tea and turn my real life situations into lessons and miniature story times. Let's get it! Hey ladies, before dropping my narcissistic relationship story, I really just want to put out a disclaimer. This story is very personal. It's hard to make. It's very emotional. It's one that I always debated on whether or not I would ever put this story out. Not that I go into great detail of everything that went on. I feel like I just give a brief little overview of everything. and I kind of just speak and touch on my experience and kind of what that looks like for me. But I also realized that we're kind of entering a new stage in the podcast a little bit. It's like every day I wake up, I just record whatever it is that comes to mind. And I feel like Girl Talk series isn't necessarily ending, but I think it's kind of expanding. You know, I talk about self-love. I talk about my healing journey. I give you a story time of how I went from side chick to wifey. I talk a little bit about finessing kind of all over the place in this little category, but it's just kind of what I experienced with dating, where I was, just this constant constant cycle of self-sabotaging, going between this cycle of hating men, finessing men, not really caring about men, to also me sitting at home and kind of wanting to experience love and intimacy and wanting to explore the idea of being in a relationship, but also being torn with who I was as a woman and being confident to like the outside world. And even from what I knew myself to be, I thought I was very confident until I got into these relationships with people who were very controlling and manipulative or just me loving. Like I feel like love was my downfall in terms of my healing journey because I feel like anytime I was to get into a relationship, it always revealed those insecurities. So it wasn't necessarily a downfall, but it kind of kept me stagnant, but it also led me to discover more things about myself because it wasn't for these relationships. I would have thought I was just this confident person because I wasn't, I wasn't entering a phase of I wasn't entering a fight. You know, I feel like your strength is really tested when you enter destruction. And I feel like relationships for me was kind of like my destruction. And it kind of showed me, okay, Patricia, maybe you're not okay like you say you are. Maybe you're not loving yourself correctly. You love men way more than you love yourself. So we need to go back, you know, after those relationships end ended I was like okay we need to take a step back and we need to figure out what's really going on and it took me to dig really deep you know to revert all the way back to my childhood so I think that's kind of what I want to touch on after my next podcast which is about my narcissistic relationship so stay tuned for that because it is the next episode up So I want to talk about my experience in a narcissistic relationship. The first thing I would like to state is that if you believe that you are in a narcissistic relationship or if you know you're in a narcissistic relationship, the first step is really seeking therapy. I would advise any woman leaving 
a narcissistic or any type of abusive relationship to seek therapy because it's really important for you to be able to talk about these things with someone who doesn't know you because for one this information could be very hurtful to the people who know you and for two maybe even for you because there is going to be a lot of I guess a sense of embarrassment or almost as if you feel like you have to explain why you even allowed someone to put you through that so I guess my advice to you if I were to give you any advice would be to try your best to seek therapy and leaving this relationship there's no right or wrong answer on how or there's no rule book and so I can't really give you that much on how you can leave this relationship or the steps you personally have to take I feel like you have to kind of figure that out on your own but I would like to share with you my story so I met this man in 2019 in person we had came across each other on social media or he came across me I did end up giving him my number in 2018. He texted me. I never really texted back. The relationship never transpired into anything more serious. After that, until 2019, I finally decided to stop ignoring him and go on a date with him. And I will say that a lot of red flags were clearly there way before the date even happened. I remember just not really liking this man because he was too out in the open. And I'm the type of person I really like a low-key man. I really like my man to be all about his money, all about me, and just very low-key. That's my type. Someone who likes to stay in the house, but he's still going to pop out when it's time to pop out. I just don't like super flashy men at all. So that was very much so a turnoff and kind of just a red flag because the amount that he would post and the amount of business he would post on social media was almost weird. It wasn't even like he was bragging. It was just too much for me. But I decided to stop being hard on him, which is why I say in a lot of podcasts, don't ever feel like you're being hard on a man or don't ever overthink your intuition because if something's telling you that it's wrong, then most likely it is. And you can never bypass your blessing if something's meant for you it's always going to be meant for you but I decided to you know ignore my instinct and I went on a date with him the first date was not bad I feel like on the first date I really knew this man's whole entire life which was a bit overwhelming but it almost made me feel like I could trust him and that's probably sign number one that you're dating a narcissistic person it's not natural for you to meet someone and for them to tell you their whole life I mean I knew everything about this man from him moving from where he was living I'm not going to give too much details him moving from the state he was living to this city I knew about his baby mother I knew about just too much it was too much to sell somebody on the first date but what narcissists try to do is they try to win your trust over very early and they want you to feel like you can really just trust them fully they want to gain your trust fully they want to gain you fully and they want to make you see they want to make it seem like you know them or at least this fake persona that they're trying to portray they're really big on love bombing 
And so after the first date, I kind of found myself in a relationship with this man. I remember it was summertime and I was on my way back to Nashville because I was staying in Chattanooga for school and my tire had popped on my way back to Nashville. I wasn't even five minutes out. I was still very close to the apartments I was living in. And I remember him you know, offering help and telling me that he'll come get me and we could hang out. And we ended up going to get drinks and dinner that night. And I ended up staying with him for like a week. I didn't want to go home. I really liked it. Life really felt like a fairy tale, like the love bombing was out of this world. Two weeks in, he was planning trips with me. Three weeks in, he had already bought plane tickets for us to go out of town together. Four weeks in, we were taking a mini vacation to Atlanta to see some of my friends who were going to be down there, but me and him were just going to go separate. And so that was really good. I really did enjoy my time in Atlanta. But one thing that was very startling is that we had went out that night and I drank a glass of wine. This wine was very like expensive. I believe it was like 19% alcohol, which is a lot of alcohol to be in a wine. I had one glass. I was good. I went to the lounge, probably had two to three shots. And then I started drinking his Corona that he had had and I remember getting in the Uber and as soon as I he was ready to go I was ready to go too because let's just be real after three shots this man was looking like a snack and I was definitely ready to go but once I got in the Uber I did not remember anything else I can't even remember getting home and that's not unusual for me that's happened to me in the past being out with friends not like getting in the Uber and completely blacking out but the difference from that is that I would have drank a whole lot more before or drunk a whole lot more before I got to that point. Like I would probably be six shots deep in two hours to the point that of course you're going to black out. But I didn't drink that much. But I'm not trying to hint at anything because again, I don't remember. But when we got in the house, I don't remember. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember getting in the house, but obviously I know I got in the house. And when I woke up, I didn't have on any pants. I didn't have on any panties. And it was very startling to me because I was like, what the heck? Why don't I? I just could not. I was like, why don't I have on pants? I just didn't know. And I was laying at like the foot of the bed. My head was like at the bottom of the bed and my legs were like at the top for one. I have never slept like that a day in my life. Like I can't even recall sleeping like that after the club or waking up where my head is at the bottom. And it was very odd because his head was at the top of the bed and his legs was at the top of the bed. And it wasn't normal for us not to be laying next to each other. And it's like, if you're drunk, why... If I was drunk, why did you not take care of me better? Like as a man who brought me to Atlanta and we're like in a relationship, why did you let me fall asleep with no pants on? And why did you let me lay at the foot of the bed? Like, why didn't you make sure I was next to you? It was just very weird. Like the position I woke up in was very weird. And I asked him about it and he was like, yeah, as soon as you came in the house, you took off your pants. And I'm not going to lie. Again, I was like, I walked in the house or he, he couldn't, I don't think he could carry me. I'm not going to lie. We kind of weighed, I mean, he weighed more than me, but I'm 5'10 and he was like 5'11. So I could not picture this man carrying dead weight into the house. So I'm pretty sure I walked in, but again, I can't remember 
being in the house. I don't remember how I got home. I don't remember walking into the house. All I remember is waking up in that being the scenario, but I didn't overthink it. Things were still going good. We went to the mall the next day. We got food. We drove back to Chattanooga and things were still really good. And so I just went with it. I kept going with it. Again, the love bombing out of this world. He was just trying so hard to, I guess, win me over and just pretend to be this amazing guy. It wasn't until month two where things had completely switched. He was a completely different person. And what they say about narcissistic people is that they can only pretend for so long until their true character finally begins to show. So our relationship started to look like a cycle of reward and punishment. He would always be mean to me or punish me at the strength of rewarding me like at the end of the day or in a couple of days and so he was like my oppressor but also my savior in the same sense at this time period my confidence had really diminished I did not enter this relationship as an insecure person but as the relationship progressed my confidence grew very low I started to feel very bad at my bad about myself he would reward me and take me out to restaurants and stuff like that but we would sit at restaurants and he wouldn't even talk to me he would ignore me we ended up going on the trip which was so trash it was horrible I tricked everyone in saying that it wasn't that bad because I did vent to like my friends and I was like this was so bad but I didn't want them to be concerned so I was like you know what it wasn't that bad but it was bad and I kind of gave them details but basically this man didn't want to talk to me like the whole trip he just did not want to talk to me he wasn't interested in being with me it was one day we went to the pool and we had drinks and we talked and then we were going back into the hotel and he was like I know you had a really fun time at the pool because we actually talked or just something that was really weird and it's like what like you know I like to talk you know I like to do these things so why are you constantly ignoring me or making me beg you for that sort of attention and it just became very overwhelming. I became very overwhelmed with trying to fix him or make him the person that he was in the beginning of our relationship. He really hated the fact that I had a lot of friends and he would always talk about that. Like your friends aren't your friends. They're not good people. They're this, they're that. He would constantly bring these people down and I was constantly defending them. But I could just tell like, he didn't like the people I was around. He really wanted me at a state of being alone, which I can stand for now. But in the moment, I didn't know. I ended up moving out of the apartment I was staying in because I got accepted to be a RA assistant. A lot of things in my life was going on at this time. And me and this band continued to talk throughout everything that he was kind of putting me through, even though this relationship was turning into a toxic relationship very fast we were still in communication and it was really hard for me to leave him alone and stop talking to him and when I became an RA assistant and I lost contact with a lot of people and I was completely alone our relationship definitely 
got worse and I wouldn't even call it a relationship because at this point we really weren't together this man had cheated on me so many times the cheating got so disrespectful to the point that I would pull up to his place and there would be someone there and he would ask me like why are you here why did you come over um, I had his location and it would be times when I knew he was like at another woman's house and it's, things just got so bad. It was so bad, but it was so hard for me to leave. I remember it was a particular night when he got drunk and he had picked me up after he left the club and I was going back to his place and he was so mean to me. I think in this moment, I just knew I had to leave. Like the way he treated me was so trash. I remember that whole night was just so bad. And I remember just thinking it was my fault. Like everything was my fault. I remember texting him the next day and like apologizing for all of these things that were really out of my control, but I just felt so bad. And I was always in a state of complete distress and I didn't know how to really pinpoint my pain because again, this was a man who was very mean to me, but he was also sort of my reassurance. He was like the only person I really had in the moment and I really didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to be completely alone. And so I continued to talk to him even though I knew our relationship was very bad. And again, when I say relationship, we weren't committed at all, but we were still sort of in a relationship without really being in a relationship. And so the relationship progressed and it just got really ugly. I just remember growing really afraid of this man. Again, I was a RA and I remember one day sitting in the office and just being so afraid. Like I was so scared. I just couldn't be there like I couldn't be there alone I hated being there alone I constantly feel like I needed to look over my shoulder I remember it was a particular moment when the maintenance man had knocked on the door and he was a black male and I was so afraid to open it even though I knew he was there to fix one of the residents alarm that was going off in their room you know those fire detectors he was there to like fix it and I just did not want to open the door and I just knew in that moment like I have to leave this man alone because my love for him had grown very cold, but my fear for him was strong. Like the fear is finally starting to outweigh like the love. Like I was truly a scared, truly afraid of this man. Like I was scared of him, but I still cared about him. And we were like in this toxic trauma bond that kept me drawn to him, that kept me you know, in the situation where I felt like I was too weak to leave and I didn't know how to leave. And it just progressed. It never got better. You know, you kind of have that hope, like it's going to get better and things are going to work out. And I remember just praying every night, asking God for strength. Like my faith grew so strong because I was in a moment of complete desperation. I needed some sort of hope I needed some sort of will to just love myself again I needed to find myself again and I was just completely lost and 
I remember it was this one moment. This was like kind of my, I'm not going to say it was my deciding factor, but this was the moment where I kind of got my answer, when I kind of got what I needed. We were sitting at this restaurant and this woman had walked in and she had this very expensive purse. I believe it was a Birkin bag. And he looked at it and she's he's like, that purse is literally da 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 the Like he just said the amount of the bag. And I was like, it's so odd that you can notice a woman walking in with a very expensive purse but you can't even look at me and tell that I'm unhappy and he just looked at me and he didn't say anything and I remember in that moment like a voice literally whispered to me like I'm not even joking I'm literally like getting chills like whispered to me and told me this man was a narcissist it was like he's a narcissist I promise you it was clear as day he's a narcissist Never even heard the term narcissist besides one time in a movie with Taraji P. Henson. And was this Idris Elba, Taraji P. Henson? I remember in the beginning of the movie, they were like, he's a sociopath. He's this, he's that. He's narcissistic. He's all of these things. But I never before that heard the term. I remember like seeing it maybe on the internet as like a joke or something about someone. But other than that, I've never heard of what it was. So I remember hearing that, leaving there and going home and looking up what it was. And as soon as I looked it up, all these terms, not terms, all this like articles popped up. And then I remember seeing the specific term narcissistic abuse and what that looks like. And I got so invested in it, but I didn't want to believe it. You know, at the same time, it's like I knew this is who he was, but I didn't want to believe it. And I still badly wanted to believe there was hope. So I remember like looking at all the information and texting him and being like, I really think you're a narcissist. Mind you guys, this man knows that he's a narcissist. He knows that something is wrong with him. I remember texting him and being like, I think you're a narcissist. Like I'm looking at all these things and it's really you. I really think you should get help like this, this, and this. And he just really played with my heartstrings. Like he blew up on me, but in 30 minutes he was texting me back and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like I'll get help. I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to take a social media break. He ended up posting on social media that he was taking a break. He just did all these things, like fabricated this big lie on how he would get help. And so of course I continued to talk to him. And I remember I went back over and we were hanging out again and I asked him like did you go to counseling and he just looked at me he's like no I never scheduled an appointment and he was just very angry with me and he just looked at me different y'all everything about this man was different it's like it was clear as a day that he was never going to change like once you discover the truth about someone especially if you're if you tell a narcissist that you believe they're a narcissistic oh my gosh I don't know what it is about admitting that to him, but I promise you everything about that man changed down to his eyes. Like when I looked into his eyes, I just felt like I could see the death of his soul and it was so dark. I just became so afraid of him. The relationship never got better. It was so bad. It was so bad. Like I never hated someone and I don't even like to use the word hate but I truly hated this man like 
I just thought like if he doesn't kill me, I'm for sure going to kill him. Like when you can think those things and say those thoughts to yourself, that's when you know it's truly time to leave. Like this relationship brought me over the edge. Like it drove me crazy because this man was constantly just constantly just treating me horrible, treating me like trash, taking advantage of me. And I remember I ended up keying in this man's car. Like, I just completely lost it. Like, I did. Like, I never experienced this level of pain in my life. And I hope that I never have to experience it again. I learned a lot about myself in this relationship. The recovery was very, very hard leaving it. There's no rule book on how you leave this kind of relationship. But I'm 23 now. 23 comes with a whole new set of problems. I've grown from that relationship. I learned from that relationship. I recovered from that relationship. I will never let anyone validate me again. I am the only person who can validate me. I'm the only person who can reassure me. And this is today's episode. Until next time, bye.